Hello and welcome to episode one of the Dogwood Basketball Podcast. <laughs> I'm Carter. Joining me is Davis in Boston, Massachusetts. How are you doing, Davis? Doing good. Doing good. A little uh, disappointed after the loss. Yeah, uh, yesterday. Carolina got blown out by uh, by Michigan. We're just gonna do a little wrap up of the ACC Big Ten Challenge that just happened uh, this past week. Ended seven seven tie between the ACC and the Big Ten which is very disappointing to see because we are ACC people all the way through. But we'll start off with, which was probably the most anticipated matchup, uh, Indiana versus Duke, just because everywhere Duke goes, they generate all the headlines. They, everybody watches all their games. What did you think of uh, Duke coming off of the loss to Gonzaga uh, last week? Uh, well, they definitely needed to win, which I don't think was you know probably ever in doubt. Uh, they kind of got a... Uh, a softball. Um, yeah, Indiana yeah, did not have the athletes that Duke had. No, and it's interesting how they. I don't know how they determine these matchups. Um, For real. <laughs> uh, you know, I think the game that would would have been nice to see, and we'll get more to this uh, later with Michigan Carolina, but was a Duke Michigan matchup mm-hmm. would have been really interesting. Because Michigan seems real, like they're a real team. Yes. And Duke should yes. be with all the talent they have. But uh, Gonzaga was more realer of a team last week. And Indiana just got the, their doors blown off them, honestly. Yeah, and I think that's what we can expect from the Duke team this year is that they're going to blow a lot of teams out. Yeah. Um, and then against some more disciplined teams, some teams you know that uh, combine discipline with some NBA talent, they're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm trying to look at the box score here. From yeah, this we matchup. saw R.J. Barrett take a little bit less shots than he did against Gonzaga because that was a sort of an obvious flaw in that game at the end where he was just playing total iso ball and missed like six shots in the final minute. Uh, they oh, needed yeah. him to share it a little bit more. Yeah, I watched, I rewatched the last two minutes of the game, and uh, you're not exaggerating. Six shots in a row for Barrett uh, seven possessions in a row for Duke without a meaningful pass at the end of the game. Uh, and that's just indicative of, you know, it's interesting to think what is coach K's role uh, at this point in his career? Cause it's clearly not in game coaching. Um, that was a very winnable game in that situation for him. And Gonzaga gave it to him. They weren't making, oh, yeah, the they weren't making shots, shots either. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was crazy. But I'm mean, back to, you know, we can critique Duke all day. Um, Zion Williamson, geez, uh, definitely a special player. Pretty much unstoppable when he gets the ball on the inside. Yeah, it's, um, you know, and he's shooting almost 70% from the field. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, let me, I, let's see, field goal. Yeah, 67% from the field. Averaging 21 points a game. I mean, that's uh, that's yeah. He shot crazy. 11 for 15 against Indiana. R.J. Barrett was nine for 18, still taking more shots than Zion. Um, not as effective at all. R.J. Barrett might no. be like a more complete player, but Zion Williamson is way more effective at the college level right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, but what's interesting about Zion for me is when they do get tested by teams with some size and discipline like Gonzaga. Um, you know, and you've talked about how he, if he were in the NBA, you said he'd be the second heaviest player in the league. <laughs> yeah. Right? Behind the guy who's seven foot three. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I think his, I mean, it's just, 
you know, kind of the physics of athletics that if you're that big and that explosive, you can't go hard for 30 minutes yeah. uh, in a college basketball game. And that's why he kind of got burnt. No, I mean, you know, credit to the big men for Gonzaga, um, but he couldn't play defense on them by the end of the game. Yeah. I think he was just wiped out. I mean, it must take a hell of a lot of energy for him to just jump. <laughs> and to jump as high <laughs> as he does, it must take an insane amount of energy. But yeah. Oh, yeah. We can go on to uh, sort of the next big result from the ACC Big Ten Challenge, which was UVA over uh, Maryland in a game at Maryland, where UVA was just totally in control the whole time. Um, I really like their team this year. This might be the best UVA team we've had since that year with, like, Brogdon and uh, London Perantes and uh, Anthony Gill. But everything about this team, I think, is really, really good. Their whole starting five is great. DeAndre Hunter is an incredible power forward at the college level. He's got an incredible body. He's People say, like, UVA don't have the athletes to take on Duke. Like, he can take on Duke and Zion Williamson because he's insane. Ty Jerome, I love as a point guard. But... People give sh- a lot of shit to UVA, and I know you don't like the way they slow everything down. But like when they're really rolling, they're close to unbeatable. Yeah, I was. Um, I think this game they played against Maryland. Uh, I watched, you know, the whole thing. It's one of the few games that I, um, you know, caught all of it uh, for this Big Ten challenge. Uh, but they were really impressive, and I think this was UVA basketball at its best where they were willing to attack. Uh, they were willing to play a little bit more up-tempo. Well, when finished kind of high scoring for them. UVA games, 76 to 71. Oh, yeah. Well, credit to Maryland. I mean, Maryland can shoot. They're a, they're a very good team. Uh, and I don't think this was, you know, UVA an easy game for them at all. Uh, I'll tell you who I'm really impressed with. They never felt with. like losing, I don't think. No, no. But there were a couple times where it was, uh, Maryland was within four points. Um, mm-hmm. you know, three points. Uh, so it's it was never a blowout, but it, typical of UVA. Even when the score is within you know seven points or so, they still feel like they're very comfortably in control. Mm-hmm. Um, Kai Clark. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his first name. Oh, correctly. the freshman point guard. Yeah. Yes. The super guy you've like impressive. Never even heard of, and all of a sudden you're like, this guy's really good. <laughs> yeah. How like Ty Jerome was against Villanova. And a great example, I mean, such an athlete. And he's like 5'9". Uh, yeah, but 5'9", 5'10". Excellent hands. Like, he was had a bunch of deflections. Yeah, and um, he was the guy who was getting the ball on his hands at the end of the game, like to take the foul shots and everything. Yeah. It was crazy because I would like never even heard of the guy before. Yeah, I mean, very assertive. Um, and it was interesting to see that um, – you know, that Tony Bennett trusted him with those minutes at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at their, you know, season stats here. One thing that's interesting about UVA, and we'll see how this continues, is that, uh, you know, Kyle Guy, who is actually one of the least effective players on the team at this point, mm-hmm. uh, is getting the most minutes by a significant margin. Um, you know, DeAndre Hunter is third. Uh, wow. In their minutes, who's obviously their most important player, like yeah, not even and, close. Yeah, um, you know, and uh, you know, I'm a big well, I I love a lot of things about Tony Bennett's coaching, but he does do some strange things. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to track that. Another guy I was really impressed with in this game for UVA was Jack Salt. Yeah, uh, he's got an NBA he a, body. Like he's a really good athlete. He does. Um, Reminds me of. Uh, 
the guy for the Celtics with the man bun, Aaron Baines. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, not yeah. quite the same kind of shooter. Yeah, well, so yeah, so look, listen to the these um the stats for Jack Salt from uh, this game against Maryland. Thirty four minutes, mm-hmm. six for seven from the field, twelve points, seven rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, no turnovers. And very solid help defense. <laughs> oh yeah. Solid held defense, and he's, I mean, getting more comfortable attacking the bucket and, uh, you know, scoring off the offensive glass. Uh-huh. And it's really, for UVA to compete with teams like Michigan, Gonzaga, most importantly, Duke, uh-huh. Jack Salt is going to really have to step up. Um, oh, yeah, that's and, somewhere they can exploit against Duke because they've got, like, Marquise Bolden and, like, a bunch of trash no-name guys as their big men, and they're, like, so loaded and they're, like, uh, uh, forwards and guards they're like big men are terrible so jack salt will be like a big decisive point in that game against duke which is probably going to be like a deciding game for the acc this year yeah sorry i missed some of that uh an advertisement started playing on my uh my google so but you were saying that the uva duke is going to be the like one of the key games of the season yeah and that duke doesn't have much of a front court so like hunter and Jack Salt are going to be super important in that game, getting the rebounds and stuff. Yeah, and that'll be interesting to see. Is Zion Williams a front court player in a game like that? I think he um, should be what at the college level. I don't know if he will be used that way. Yeah, and that he wasn't super effective against Gonzaga in that role. Yeah. A lot um, of chase down blocks, but uh, not a lot of good help defense. <laughs> yeah, so that was another... Um, you know, I was just mentioning this to my, uh, you know, I coach a middle school basketball team uh, here in Boston. We've got some good talent, PTA, middle school basketball, represent. Um, <laughs> however, uh, you know, all kids always want to go up for block shots um, because, well, there's a lot of glory in blocking a shot. But one of the, I think, most interesting plays of that Duke-Gonzaga game was three Duke players all went up to block the same shot. Huh. Um, the player missed and then uh, Gonzaga uh, player, you know, on the far side, just got an easy putback. Yeah. Um, and if you have, I mean, two guys going up for shots is almost too, too many. But <laughs> yeah. three guys. Um, well, it's all just trying to get their know. stats and not actually playing good defense. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be interesting when we get into the ACC play, um, how those minutes split up, and mm-hmm. as the competition becomes tough, Dan and Dan are not playing these glamorous games in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yeah, if they can maintain going to Chestnut the... Hills, playing in front of eight thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm planning on going to that game. Um, yeah, with uh, with Boston College, uh, but yeah, it's gonna the grind. We'll see how it gets to them. And I can sort yeah. of already see Cam Reddish getting a little fed up with uh, not getting the same kind of shots off that uh, Zion and R.J. Barrett are. Yeah, well, he's already, at least in the public perception, is the third wheel. Yeah, um, like not even close. And he was supposed to be you know, a top ten pick. Uh, Trey Jones, their point guard, mm-hmm. um, who actually is, I think, playing very well. He's averaging six assists and but one turnover Barrett's a game. But Barrett's taking so much control of the ball away from him. Yeah, so he's not getting the the prestige, um, and you not know, at controlling least the, percept- the offense as he should be, and probably how Coach no. K wants him to. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. We don't know really what Coach K wants, and we that's don't know true. if he's going to try to um, you know dictate. We don't, we just don't know if he's going to coach this team. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, and so we'll see. We can move on to our team, North Carolina Tar Heels, getting <sighs> the absolute doors blown off them by Michigan last night. Uh, competitive first half, but uh, it really just got away from Carolina in the second half there. Yeah, it did. Um, it certainly did. Uh, a couple guys from Michigan were uh, really impressive. Jordan um, Poole I like a lot. Yes. He hit a big shot was... in their run to the finals last year. He's a sophomore this year. Finished with 18. Five for eight from three, which was really impressive against Carolina. And he's like a pretty big guy, so to be able to shoot like that at like six, seven, six, eight, like that's a talented player. Yeah, I'm Poole. Um... Bradzikas? Yeah, that freshman. <laughs> Looked like yeah. an albino. Jeez, 24 points. Yeah, he was uh, like absolutely dominating, like Garrison Brooks and Luke May. Yeah. Luke May, uh, I, mean, I just don't know if he can play inside against some of these guys. Like, he just is not strong enough. Yeah, well, I mean, so – I. This was an interesting game because at some level, what happened? I was, I just got to say this. Uh, I got to make this public. <laughs> I was more disgusted with Dick Vitale's commentating in that game than <laughs> I've ever play Carolina did. Well, what was so funny is um, when Carolina really started getting rocked, and during this run that Michigan made in the middle of the second half, uh-huh. I think they were shooting like eighty percent. Oh yeah, they it, weren't missing for a little bit. They weren't missing anything, and UNC was actually playing with pretty energetic defense they were playing good defense uh-huh. but they were they were hustling they were just getting burnt and dick vitale started saying how it was an embarrassment to the unc program and these boys should be ashamed oh my gosh um yeah and it felt it's like this is not your place uh you know uh especially it's almost like he wasn't watching the game well he's um, a little out of it at this point yeah um so that was frustrating uh that he was, I'd turn it on mute uh, with 10 minutes to go and just watch it on silent. Much superior viewing experience. Um, you know, for Luke, um, we know that he can play against athletic, uh, you know, first rate big men, but his touch has just got to be on. I mean, yeah, he if he's not scoring, he offers nothing right now, and he hasn't been yeah. scoring. Well, and it's also, he is our leading rebounder, which is concerning. Because that he's is not because he's not a great rebounder. No, uh, Cam Johnson. Well, I mean that was really the story of the night was Cam Johnson not scoring a single bucket until three minutes to go in the game. That is unacceptable. Um, you know, and I think what Carolina fans might have to come to terms with this year is although we've got some talent, we've got some leadership. Neither Cam Johnson or Luke May is really a, a first class kind of UNC player. Or Kenny Williams. Um, no, he's just um, disappeared you know, from the face of the earth. Yeah, and he's still getting a lot of minutes. Yeah, but maybe just not minutes. Way too many minutes. Yeah, um, you Kobe know, and I think White, there's though. some. I love Kobe White. He's like yes. perfect Carolina point guard, but absolutely that... bucket getter. He's a human flamethrower. Yeah, I mean that pull up jumper was amazing against Michigan. Oh yeah, uh, his confidence you know, is just through the roof too. And that's really a shot you don't see that much um, anymore in college basketball and basketball at all, is that pull-up jumper. No. Uh, my dog is singing her praises for Kobe White. Um, <laughs> Love that Kobe White, she's saying. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, we need someone like Sterling Manley to step up. He's six eleven. He's a big body and he can move. Um, Good athlete. His minutes yeah. have dropped. Um, you know, uh, Nasir, Nasir Little, Little might want to get him playing inside a little more. He's been playing on the wing. I don't know if he's really got the shot creation capabilities or the the jump shooter to be playing on the wing, but. Yeah, he looked very tentative, uh, I thought, against Michigan, as the whole team did. Um, You know, in Roy Williams' press conference afterwards, I mean, in typical Roy fashion, he took all the blame on himself, basically said, this is the worst job I've coached in my entire professional career. He's always hard on himself. Yeah, um, but I think it'll be a season of ups and downs for Carolina. Yeah, Um, it still might end good. They've got a very talented team. Michigan... I think at the end of the season, they'll be a top 10 team for sure. I think they're really, really good. And playing Michigan? them away like that, yeah. Like, that's tough. And they've already got one of the more impressive wins of the season when they absolutely blew out Villanova a couple weeks ago. And uh, uh, I think Michigan's combined wins over Villanova and UNC uh, have got to be just as impressive as Duke's blowout over Kentucky. Yeah. Kansas is up there with beating Tennessee and Michigan State. Um, but yeah, uh, Michigan State though. Uh, Do we know how good get they are? Yeah, yeah. We can get to them. They lost to Louisville in overtime a couple days ago, and Louisville is not supposed to be a good team. People don't think they're going to make the tournament, but yeah, they got a win over Michigan State. Um, I'm sort of inherently biased against Michigan State. I just don't like them as a program. <laughs> they just annoy the hell out of me. The people think about them in the same way they think about Kentucky and Duke in Carolina, and it's just like they're not even close to that. But uh, they've got some talent. Um, what's the name of the uh, the senior guard? Uh, had a pretty good game. Uh, the guy who missed the free throw intentionally at the end and didn't even hit the rim. Uh, Aaron, no, Langford? Yeah, Langford. He's a good player. Um, yeah, I mean, it was... I mean, well, what it seemed like to me is Michigan State's uh, vibe against Louisville reminded me of Carolina against uh, Michigan. Like oh, they coming both out teams... soft, not really ready for a fight. Yeah, and some panic on offense. Um, you know, a lot of the times Michigan State scored, it seemed more like lapses on the part of Louisville than, mm-hmm. um, you know, like real good basketball. Uh, and Louisville, I mean, credit to them, right? They won a very close game, and they executed in overtime. Mm-hmm. A huge uh, win for a first-year coach uh, with uh, the guy from Xavier who just moved there this summer. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, a real vindication of, I, I mean, a good hire, I suppose, but we'll see what this is. Oh, season... statement win for sure. One yeah. game I was disappointed in was Virginia Tech losing to Penn State. Because I love Virginia Tech's team this year, so that was a real, real shitty game. I thought they were just going to dominate Penn State, but hopefully that's just a blip. Because they've got some guys I really like. Uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker played all forty minutes against Penn State. That's not a great sign, but uh, Robinson, the point guard, I think is awesome. Uh, they just what I mean. The real weakness is like the front court and their depth. They only played. Uh, seven guys and four of them played over th- or five of them played over 32 minutes. That's pretty bad against Penn State. But their starting yeah. five is as solid as any in the country. Yeah, but I mean that's uh, yeah you gotta have some depth, especially when you get into conference play. Oh, for sure. Um, 
you know, and man, that was that had to be one of the worst executed last second plays I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, for those of you all that, that didn't watch the game, essentially it was a, a handoff ISO um, where I don't re- recall the player's name who they entrusted with uh, that sequence. But he essentially just stood uh, on one side of the court with his four teammates waiting on the other side for a good 10 seconds before mm-hmm. he attacked the uh, basket. And, you know, I just, it was... Um, and then there was the kind of embarrassing, um, you know, follow-up uh, shot where his teammate then hit the side of the backboard. But mm-hmm. I mean, it was an, it was a nightmare finish. Yeah, you'd like um, to see teams run better end-of-game scenario sort of plays. It's something that you, a lot of times in college you'll see them just like totally collapse at the end of games, and it's you'd think there'd be some better coaching at that sort of level, honestly. Yeah, well, it's it's a very easy situation to prep for. Um, you can, uh, I mean, it's just you run a pick and roll, and then on the opposite side, you set an off-ball screen. The off-ball screener uh, slips to the basket after the off-ball recipient of the screen curl. I mean, you have motion. You can't mm-hmm. just... Have stagnant players and one guy with the ball. Yeah, and it's just understanding the principles of, you know, I don't know, I... There's this idea that somehow a pure ISO actually creates an opportunity for the player with the ball, but it doesn't because it allows so many opportunities for help side defense. It's mm-hmm. almost impossible. Unless unless you truly are either an elite player or the defender is absolute crap. Yeah, um, unless you're Kyrie Irving or you're playing against me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just not a really a valid strategy for a, in the game scenario. Mm-hmm. Um but it's early in the season, you know, so we're going to see that kind of stuff. Yeah, and um, you always get sort of, I wouldn't say fluky, but some strange results in this tournament. So, Yeah. Um, and some weird stylistic matchups. Like, I'd I hate to go against Syracuse in this context. Yeah, well, um, I just want to put in one more word about Virginia Tech, because I think I'm, I'll be very surprised if they finish the season in the top 25. Really? I don't see that. I don't see that. I think happening. they should be a top twenty-five team. I love uh, their talent. I, I, I mean, I like the team, but I just don't think they're gonna. You know, Perform they're a team that, despite all their talent, could go five hundred in the conference. Yeah, I mean, it's tough like that. Good yeah. teams have done that before, so yeah, that might not be totally shocking. But yeah, the next couple weeks are gonna be sort of quiet on the college basketball scene because I think the student athletes have to do finals and stuff like that so i know carolina yeah, is just yeah. playing once a week uh for the next but couple they're weeks. playing some big teams yeah gonzaga in two weeks uh kentucky yeah a kentucky couple days in a after little that. bit uh some... and uh Gen- gonzaga plays tennessee coming up soon Ooh, that's a big game yeah so a lot of tests for you know the new number one in gonzaga mm-hmm. i want to shout out to my boys in winston-salem <laughs> The Demon Deacons, um, you know, because Danny Manning... Didn't participate in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. What was that? They didn't participate in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. They played, like, Western Carolina. No. Did yeah. They, <laughs> they oh, didn't geez. play a Big Ten team. Oh, that's why they look so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, but I know you've got a soft uh, spot for them, and they've got I some do. guys developing. Yeah, they do. Um, 
Yeah, I was actually really impressed with Horde. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then uh, and Childress, he's playing exceptional yeah, this Brandon year Childress, so far. They entrusted him a lot as a freshman, and I feel like by now he should be one of the best guards in the conference. Yeah, well, he's he's shooting like sixty percent from the field, I think, oh, wow. which for a you know a backcourt player is. Oh yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's really impressive. So, um, and you know, they've got length and athleticism, you know, and, uh, this is kind of a, it's probably an important year for Danny Manning. Um, yeah, if he doesn't produce, he could like be out of a job. Yeah. Which would be unfortunate because he's brought a lot of talent to wake, but you know, some of that talent, a lot of that talent has you know, been kind of one and done and Mm. he hasn't had the opportunity to, you know, really develop four year, um, big man talent. Mm -hmm. Um, that's Didn't work out with my guy, Mitaglow. No. Uh, no, and then, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, uh, he's, he played two years at Wake. Now, I can't believe I'm John blanking. Collins? It's, yeah, John Collins. Uh, his freshman year, he had some of the most ridiculous stats in that nation. Um, and he was a, I don't, he's become a good NBA player. That. Not surprised. Um, <laughs> yeah. On the Atlanta Hawks. So who else we got? What other? I we think got that's Syracuse. about it. Uh, we got Syracuse with a win over Ohio State, who was the number one team in the NCAA's official rankings. It just came out this week. Ohio State was. Yeah, it's like their version of Ken Palm and stuff like that. But uh, what what they at this point in the season, I think over fifty percent of what goes into Ken Palm ratings or projections and results from last year so if you were to just have results from only this season you'd come up with some weird stuff like ohio state being the number one team in the country i see (laughs) so it was sort of premature for them to release the ratings because it's very small sample size on a projective sort of system yeah uh, i know how much you love ken palm i'm gonna check out the ratings real quick and uh (laughs) let you know who's um, there yeah. Duke number one, Virginia number three, Kansas number two, Gonzaga number four, Nevada five, Michigan six, UNC seven, Ken Palm still likes, uh, Auburn eight, Texas Tech nine, Tennessee ten. Hmm. Some other ACC teams, Virginia Tech at 14, Florida State at 16, Syracuse at 17, Clemson at 27, Miami at 31, who I haven't seen this season like at all. I uh, haven't watched Clemson either, but yeah, it seems like those are going to be the possible tournament teams out of the ACC this year. Don't yeah. sleep on Wake. <laughs> yeah, I think Wake's probably the lowest rated team in the conference. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's um, Wake's that's a little bit surprising. One hundred thirty-six right now. I mean, that's why they play the game, Carter. Uh, <laughs> Ken Palm is never wrong. It's the gospel of college basketball. Except from the, it's the same uh, system they tried to use to predict the elections, right? Oh, I doubt it. I don't think so. It's, this is his specific college basketball algorithm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, I do like Gonzaga. That's this could be the year for them. Um, yeah. Do you know who's the number one rated defense in Ken Palm right now? Well, I'm guessing it's not UVA. If it's uh, a surprise. 
Oh, Michigan. Yes, Michigan is number one. Yeah, well, they had Block City for a little while against Carolina. I mean, that's one of the things that was so impressive about them is... Yeah, they're an um, athletic team. They really are. Yeah, and disciplined. I, I think Michigan beats Duke. Um, Ooh. Yeah. I'm they know their think, roles. They know who they are. That gives them an advantage. Yeah. I think uh, I think Michigan beats Duke. I think Gonzaga beats Duke again if they play. Um, yeah, I don't think that was... A fluke. Like, a fluke um i think there's matchup problems there and yeah just you know um team dynamic issues that uh, yeah anytime that duke is uh starts to roll on somebody they're just going to steamroll them but uh-huh. i don't think they're going to respond well to adversity uh you know in the last 10 minutes of the game yeah so we'll find out you heard as it the here. season unfolds a lot more to come from the college basketball season we are in the very very early hours so far and uh, I cannot wait to see how this ends up going. Will Duke finally win an ACC regular season title? <laughs> Their first <laughs> since 2010, first outright since 2006. Is it possible? Or will UVA discontinue their dominance over the ACC? We will find out, and you will listen along with us uh, over the course of this season. We'll be back with you hopefully next week. Thank you for listening to the first episode of our basketball show. Thanks. Cheers. See, unfolds. Young girls, 13 years old, exposed them seeds. Too many tongues they can hang. Got more. Stretch marks than these hoes. Holler they got rank. See, Sega ain't in this new world. Alter them. Experimenting in Atlanta, Georgia. United Nations overseas. Train assassins. Do search and seeds. Ain't knocking or asking. The common folk. Niggas like me. Put white trash like they. Tricks like her. Back in slavery.